this is going to be a short show because most of what I've recorded is just me walking quietly past people and uh, <laughs> huffing and puffing up a hill. And there's people over there just standing around the exit, making it impossible for someone to safely, socially distancely get through that gate. Always tons of traffic. What do you think? I've got a clue, have you? Welcome back, everybody, for another smashing show. Um, I'm going to try and <laughs> fix the disaster that happened a couple of weeks ago. Now that I am a bit more well rested, um, I'm going to try some more of this 35mm pano stuff. I'm going to try. After I walked up this big hill, actually, I'm just going to wait here because today it's sunny. Except right now it's not, which is difficult because it's actually quite a nice, nice day. And I've not got long, I've got stuff going on this afternoon, so I haven't got oodles of time. But um, you know, this is the time I do have. So. Let me just take this picture while Dante eats some grass. You know, when I was little, I was always scared that this camera would somehow hurt my fingers if I uh, took it out. But I don't think it will. Okay. There we go. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, let me let me recap. Oh my goodness, I've only just realised. My dad has tried to scratch his name into the front of this camera. And failed. Oh well. Come on. Yeah, let me recap. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I took out my new 35mm adapters in Holger. And that didn't work. I took out the adapters in the Strangefinder, and that didn't work. And I haven't developed that film. I haven't got a clue what's on it. But 
I need to try and do this again. So I'm out again today on this bright mid-afternoon, mid-morning, early afternoon and I'm trying again and I'm using the Kodak Autographic my granddad's 6.9 camera because you know it's massive and it'll give me endless endlessly long panoramic images focus might be a bit off but I'm shooting mainly mainly big landscapes anyway so you know um cannot remember so I'm not going anywhere exciting I was gonna go somewhere fun today but I don't really have the time so I'm just gonna walk up walk up the uh farmland and see what I can see because I've only got about an hour I'm just going to take a picture I don't know how many pictures I'm going to get I really don't it's a mystery because I've not cut the roll in half done anything stupid like that I'm uh, I'm just going for it I'm shooting at f11 mainly and hoping for the best I'm just going to eyeball the middle for everything. So the first one I just took down there was um, this tree standing in the field and this one it's like a wall with some sheep's wool on the gate. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. It takes seven half turns of the winding knob to I had to waste a frame at the start to figure this out. But it takes seven half turns to fully transport the film. So Hopefully I'll get, let's see, I had nine, nine shots for a half roll on 60mm isolate. So, maybe I'll get 12, 13, something like that. I don't know. Really, I'm just going to go until I cannot wind anymore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to use the isolate again because I mean, it probably could work if I put a bit more thought into it, but I just haven't had a chance. And you know, ideally, you'd want something with a rangefinder on it or something with proper focus. I could have used the, um, what I used last time, what was it called? The Ajax, but there were some light leak issues and I wasn't 100% confident in it. Besides, I put it down, I don't know where it is. <laughs> so it's, um, it's all about this Kodak. 
Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a zine for sale. Yes, my very first zine. The zine is images from my trip to Oxford, which I made using my Strange Finder and two different rolls of film. If you're interested, the best way to get one is to send me an email by emailing talesfromthemagicbox at outlook.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at TFTMB, all capitals. Or you can find me on Instagram at Tales from the Magic Box Podcast. I will ship internationally from now on. So yeah, grab yourself a zine. All sales will support the making of the show and the next zine, which I've already started putting together and is really cool. So yeah, I've got a few copies available. Let me know if you're interested. Cool. Yeah, so I'm not anticipating this is going to be a super long episode. Because um, I ain't got a ton of time. I'm already kind of a quarter of an hour into my allotted hour. But we'll see how many pictures we get. I'll just develop the roll, whatever. I've got enough. If Dan ever gets a shift on that, is. I mean, it looks like the sun's trying a little bit more now, which is nice. It'd be nice once we get off the roads. Although we're not off the roads for long, and then we're kind of back to it. Come on, we're going down this way. Howie. Yes. So this um, 90mm ish um, length of image or negative should let me crop it down to a decent size which would be nice and different and interesting so I can maybe experiment with different sizes of image based on the one image picture one thing I'm a bit worried about is um, having oh yeah, scratches because last time I used this camera the um, FP4 I was using got all scratched up, which wasn't nice. So maybe there'll be scratches, maybe there won't. Either way, I think I'm going to have to put some felt or velvet or something inside this to make that a little bit nicer to use. And, you know, to be honest, I'm running out of cameras that I can do this in, because the holder doesn't work, for whatever reason. I might try it again, but um, the isolate kind of works. Maybe I should give it another go, but that camera's just cursed. Maybe I should try and buy another Netar, because I know people have good dues with that. Mine was just a bit meh when I got it. Maybe. So hopefully when I get up on the top, I'm really looking for images that I took last time I did this that I never got a chance to uh, look at or, you know, that even worked. And just think last time I was up here it was snowing. Uh, it's funny, again the sun has just gone. 
where I am. It's fine everywhere else. But right here, there's no sub. Also lots of people out today. Slow down, pooch. No rush. Right. I'm kind of up on top of the hill now and there's a little bit of light. So I'm gonna just break the camera out and there's a little wind turbine which is always cool and makes a funky sound. And if I can line it up with the path, that'll look pretty good. What I'm doing is using the, uh, I'm just putting it on, you know, the, the furthest, biggest focusing distance. I'm just using the, uh, the pop-out viewfinder on the side, because I think that worked quite well last time. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, past the orchard. I wonder if I could take one of the hills over there. I wonder if it'll let me. No, it's probably a bit bright. So the sun's behind me, which is good. That means I'll get nice contrast. And there's a few specific things I'm looking for up here. Um, like I said, I don't know how many pictures I'll get. I've done three, four now. Go on, pooch. So, I'm not going to be precious with them, but there are a couple of things that I got last time that I want to try and get this time, but there's some nice fences here, which look quite interesting. Which I'm going to attempt... So I've now gone to um, what is referred to as uh, 100 shutter speed on the shutter dial. I'm still at f11. Uh, my meter before, I, I didn't bring it, but before I came out, I metered outside. And that's what it said I would need. So that's what I'm using. some cool things off in the distance but I don't know whether yeah I like it I'm gonna get it so there's a house down there on the hill um, with trees in the foreground I'm racking through these One. It's going to be interesting to compare the quality of these images to the isolate, uh, simply because of the the age of the lens and the size of the negative. Because the other ones were small, um, they weren't unpleasant, they were just small. We just want to be able to crop these down a little bit more to something a bit more, you know, pleasing and proper aspect ratio -y. It's hard not to just point at every wall and fence and receding leading line because <laughs> there's a there's a cool barn coming up which I want to try and get which would be quite cool but you know every every gate post and 
I can I can see everything I'm looking at looking quite good I need to try some of the um... right I'm gonna try this one so there's an 8 meter setting which I'm gonna try now I'm gonna get down a bit lower and there's a gate post there that's nicely in shadow I'm going to move a bit further away just because I don't think I'm going to get it in but it's probably going to be out of focus but I get what I get I can't scan, well I can scan sprocket but I can't scan sprocket very well and to be honest my scan has been a bit freaky lately I don't know whether it's getting old But um, every time I use it, there's lines that show up, and it's awful on colour film because it's just a great big line in the middle of it, and it's a big red line, and it's not nice. It's uh, you can get rid of it, but it's extra work, and I'm already doing a lot of dust removal as it is. So I don't know whether it's time for. I mean, I use the scanner for other things, not just negatives, but I'm kind of, I'm not against DSLR scanning, it's just I'm against DSLR scanning because it means buying light boxes and of course I'd get a pixelator, but I'd have to get a lens and ugh, it's just a faff. I know it's faster and probably better quality, but I've just got used to this workflow. So I'm a bit miffed about that. In fact, I'm very miffed about that. But that is the way it is. I think next time I do this, because I need some more colour chemicals anyway, so next payday, I'm going to have to order some colour stuff. Uh, I think next time I do this, I'm going to use some Ultramax or... Uh, is it Ultramax? Might be Ultramax. It might be um, Fuji 200 something that's in my fridge. Do some colour panoramic for a change. Dante! I am constantly amazed week on week that I get so many dedicated listeners to the show. The Magic Box Brigade is one of the proudest achievements of my life. So thank you to all my loyal listeners and it really warms my heart to get interactions on social media and just to know that my adventures are being heard and so many people enjoy them across the world this is a global thing and i'm really proud of it if you want to support the show in another way other than buying a zine you can visit the coffee page and make a coffee donation all donations are gratefully received and if you do donate and send me your address i will send you a contact print from 4x5 negative the link is in the show notes thank you so much Can move. It's all right. He's a wimp. <laughs> he don't like it when people are faster than him, so he'll get all jealous. Yeah. You see, he doesn't like to play. He's he's rubbish. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, someone faster than you. I mean, Dante is fast. You know, Dante is pretty fast. He can cover a field in a few seconds if he really wants to, but when you're going up against greyhounds and lurchers, it's just, there, yeah, something else. I mean, that dog's just cleared this field in the speed of light. About three or four seconds. It's crazy. Ah. I don't know what... This lens is uh, 108 millimeters. Never even thought. So it's not telephoto, but it's it's going to be difficult to get. Oh man! Hey, where are you going? Difficult to get Castle Hill in, so I don't think I'll bother. Right, I'm coming up on this cool shed slash barn slash. I don't know what it is. Disused, and the sun looks like it's hanging about for a bit. Still recording. Right, so this hut thing. The background's pretty horrendous, but there's some trees I can use to block it. I need to get into the right position. I'm going to try and take two, one from the left side and one from the right side. So I'm about the right distance away. Okay, here we go. Right, that's one. One. Oh no! Oh well, <laughs> at least I got that one. That is the roll finished. And I did not bring another camera. I was going to bring... I've loaded up the Strangefinder with uh, some Cosmo photo, which I got for Christmas. Uh, but I'm going to save that for a different location that I want to go to, hopefully tomorrow, but maybe next weekend. But yeah, that was, um, that was lucky. I'm glad I didn't take the other picture just then. <laughs> I wonder what it looks like from the other side. It probably looks much better from the other side. But then I get that farm in and it's a bit of fat. Alright, it does. Alright, it's not good from the other side. There's too much stuff in the background. Right, I've got to get past all these people and dogs now. Rubbish. What time it is? Must be about half past. It's 22. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So we booked two, one for June. <laughs> People desperate to go on holiday. I mean, I'm quite looking forward to going on holiday. Scotland's going to be interesting this year. It was interesting last year, but this year, I think it's going to be fun. Um, we're, I'm staying in a different place, so there'll be um, less of the usual fighting about and a bit more, a bit more doing I think, which will be nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about where I want to go, because I don't want to go at the same place I keep going, I want to try and go somewhere different. Uh, there's certain things I saw last year that I'd quite like to go and photograph. I think it's going to be a lot of large format and, well, I'm only taking the three. I don't think I'm going to take anything else. The thing I'm going to take 
different is mainly going to be film because I'm hoping to take some colour, large format and some Holger colour, uh, portrait so we'll see how it turns out Oh, Dante, come on, got to put you on your lead I know, but we're going on the road don't look at me like that, it makes me sad um, yeah, I don't know what my next stab at this is going to be like I said, probably should give the isolate another go but gee, I don't know um, I don't want to give the Holger another go because I don't want to knacker up my Holger if I can help it I will probably yeah, I think the next one will be isolate round two and see what happens right, I'll see you for the image review on this set of pictures Like I said, a bit of a shorter episode this week, but um, that was because I kind of, I wanted to get, <laughs> I really wanted to see if these images would work, and spoilers, they did, but it was more, I was just excited to be out and taking pictures, and I didn't really feel I had that much to say, so it was, I was more focused on getting images, plus I was kind of stressed about um, how much film I had, well, how much I could take because I didn't know and what I was able to do so uh, yeah it's 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 a short one but you know that's all right I'll have another long one soon I'm sure so these images um, there are five I actually got nine out of the roll and I would probably have got more I probably would have got something like 16 or 18 but uh, the seven half turns was too much I could have got away with I don't know, like a couple of full turns because I skipped so much film I um, in between each na each image was space for another image so I got nine so I probably could have got 17 images out of this roll so something to think about next time with 6x9 is don't turn it so much in fact what I'm going to do is put some backing paper in and count how many turns I get for a 6x9 image using the backing paper because then I'll be able to see what uh, how many turns I actually need so seven half turns was too much but I've learned that and that's fine that's what the whole point of this is so the actual images themselves they've come out really well much better than I thought um, they're not perfectly focused we've still got that weird blurriness going on at the edge and there's a bit of a light leak issue but they are panoramic images they are well the long images which is cool and I've managed to crop them down to the 617 ratio so they look really good the exposures were fine 
Um, there's still some scratches on the film, but I can deal with that. I can put something in there to sort that out. But yeah, it worked. Worked much better than the Isolate did, and obviously much better than the Holger and the Strangefinder. So I think I'm going to stick with this 6x9 uh, camera for doing this for now and see how it goes as I'm as I'm learning to do this. So the first one is the um, the gate corner with all the gate posts and the kind of a, a metal. I don't know what it is like a. I don't know what it is. What is it? It's like a trough for feeding the cows. And yeah, it's good. There's a light leak on the bottom, and I think what that was is I was squeezing the back of the camera, so it was um, not opening up, but there must have been a gap. Um, the second one is like the second image I took. The first image didn't work out at all. It was too dark, too underexposed, um, and that's. You know, that's a limitation of the camera only having so many shutter speeds. It meant that I wasn't able to do a great deal of stuff when it was a bit darker. But the composition is still fine. And using that um, pop-out finder on the side worked really well because I was able to just put it in the middle of the frame. Um, so, yeah, it worked great. And they're all, you know, fairly in the middle. Which is good, which is what we want. So yeah, that second one was okay. I think I'm going to retake it at some point though. Next one is the view looking down the valley. And this is where I really squeezed the back of the camera and got some light leak. But again, it's got all the details in there. It's it's as sharp as I suppose it can be for this ancient lens and handheldness. And yeah, it tells a story. Next one is the shed, the shack. And this is really cool because... It's uh, the way the sun was on it. It's a really nice image in terms of contrast and tones. There's a lot of light leaks, but to say that a few weeks ago I struggled to get this, and now I have captured it, so I know it's possible. It's really nice. It's nice to see. In terms of focus, I think I got the focus pretty good. Um, obviously, obviously because of the camera and the way the lens is obviously mounted or whatever it is, some parts of the image are more in focus than others, so maybe going forwards I need to use a tripod and a longer shutter speed and a, you know, a, a bigger aperture in order to get that that focus, but yeah, it's all these images are really good. The last one is, um, it's not my favourite, but I put it in here just because it's the um, vertical one of the windmill. And Again, light leak issues, scratches, it's underexposed. But it's it's in a vertical image and it's something you don't see very well. The other ones were either uh, underexposed or just didn't work very well compositionally or there were too many light leaks. Um, so I might show some of them. I'm not against showing them, it's just that there's not much to show because they didn't register very well. Uh, so some, some successes on this one, much more success than with the Isolette because I could crop it down to the ratio that I wanted and much more success than um, you know the other attempts I've had. So at least I've got a direction I can go in which is good. So uh, next time I do this I'll probably use, I'll see what other 6x9 cameras I've got, lots of box cameras which I might try it with. But I think what I'm doing now is blending 
two of these experiments together, which is, it makes sense. Work out how many turns I need. And yes, yeah, so the next time I need to work out how many turns I need in order to advance the film. And then, yeah, work on compositions. Actually, try and make some panoramic images. Cool, so I'll see you for the next one, whenever it will be. Probably something strange findery again. Or maybe something hungry, I don't know. Okay, ciao. You have been listening to Tales from the Magic Box. Me and Dante would like to say a massive thank you to Mike Gutterman for lending us some of his music for the show. It really means a lot to us and it adds a whole other dimension to what would have been a pretty dull podcast otherwise. Also thank you to Kevin McLeod for his wonderful opening music and thank you to all you guys for listening. What do you think Dante? <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys for the next one. Bye.